Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. everyone and welcome to the Retail Corner Podcast. I'm here with Ziv Fass. He's the CEO and co-founder of something called Package AI. And uh, we're kind of talking about logistics today. So yeah, uh, I'm Cole Kumalatz and I love logistics. And so uh, Ziv, can you just so people who don't know you, can you kind of give us like a little bit of uh, a path as to uh, how you started AI? Or not, not AI in, t- in general, how you started Package <laughs> AI? <laughs> Yes, so um, I have, uh, you know, started my career in uh, as a software developer. Um, I sort of shifted to the business side, got my MBA uh, at Warden, um, went to work for Microsoft for uh, quite a few years to get sort of my uh, product management uh, legs, let's Ooh. call them. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, worked for, uh, kind of moved uh, away from uh, big corporate, uh, went to a, a Silicon Valley startup called Fuse, which was uh, competing with Zoom at the time. This was about uh, eight uh, or so years ago. Uh, and this was, um, you know, the, the preparation for me for uh, starting Package AI. It was always um, sort of a dream of mine to start my own company. Sure. And in 2017, um, uh, started with Package AI, and uh, we've been on this uh, amazing journey uh, ever since. <laughs> okay, so so I've heard that every great idea, every company starts out of it's it's born out of frustration. And so, <laughs> yes. what what problem are you did you see that needed to be fixed? What are you what are you what did you see that said you know what I'm going to start this company that actually does this? Yeah, so uh, in this case, uh, it did start with a with a personal, uh, you know, uh, bad experience. Let's call it or personal. That's okay. Thing. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, and, you know, this was about again ten years ago. Uh, I was very interested in chatbots, uh, and this was sort of the 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 first or initial uh, chatbot uh, craze. Uh, Ooh, those were maybe bad. Right now we're in yeah. the second one. Yeah, th- those are bad, but it was uh, still you know, exciting. Um, and I was, uh, you know, very interested in it. And uh, we were just uh, about to um, move from uh, Silicon Valley back to Israel, uh, who, where I'm uh, originally from. And I bought a MacBook from Apple. Uh, UPS delivered it. And, uh, you know, we were both working. So they left a note on the door three times and, uh, you know, try to talk to UPS to coordinate uh, delivery. It's not so easy on purpose. Uh, maybe nowadays it's a bit better, but, uh, you know, in those days it was, uh, it was pretty horrible. Uh, I remember yeah. myself, uh, you know, driving to work in Palo Alto and, and, uh, you know, trying to get a hold of a UPS, you know, person to basically tell them, don't come, you know, when we're not home, doesn't make sense. Right. Um, and this was, uh, this kind of led me to, um, you know, understand that this is okay. I understand it's kind of a logistics problem. Uh, and that UPS is a logistics company, 
but really it is a communication problem and it's really impacting sort of the retail part of it. Uh, so that was the genesis of, um, you know, the what, what Package is all about, which is sort of blending uh, the logistics or last mile logistics, the delivery experience and, and the logistics behind it uh, with the customer engagement and, and basically sort of turning it over on its head where uh, the customer experience is the leading thing and not the sort of the logistics, you know, uh, constraints or efficiency. Absolutely. So I mean, I think, I think we've all been in that frustration where I've literally seen the UPS truck drive away from my house. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was almost there. And so, uh, yes. yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad somebody's thinking about that. And so, and so like you, you said, you, you, you kind of did project management and product product management within a, within Microsoft. Who's, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty solid house to build, uh, build your foundation in. And so, yeah, is with that product management and that uh, that kind of philosophy, um, how are you bringing that to retail? Yeah, so you know, I think again, Microsoft, you know, it's a great school, um, and it, and it's a great place to you know to to sort of learn you know how how a big company works and and how the different functions uh, kind of work. Uh, I think a, a startup is, is, you know, is, is quite different. So, so there's fundamentals, but you know, they're actually applied in a, in a, in a very different way. Um, where, you know, my, my, uh, very strong belief, it, it also kind of works with my, you know, personality, which is, uh, uh quite impatient. Uh, the, <laughs> the, um, is, is really like, you know, a lot of focus. So we, what we've built is basically a specialized AI uh, solution for uh, a, a, spe a specific kind of retailers, which is um, uh, home furnishing or, or big and bulky, um, you know, retailers. Uh, and they have their own sort of characteristics around the post-purchase experience and the last mile logistics. And, and a lot of these problems that we were talking about are very extreme, right? Uh, in those kinds of, of deliveries. Uh, and by, you know, focusing on uh, them uh, specifically and, and basically sort of solving that pain um, in, in, a, in a pretty magical way, uh, that, I think that's kind of the, the secret to, uh, you know, our success and, and, and the, also how I see AI sort of evolving, right? Uh, in retail and in general, I think it's going to be more specialized solutions uh, not sort of one chat GPT for all, right? Yeah. Uh, but basically uh, versions that are uh, custom built to uh, specific scenarios that different retailers or different verticals have, you know, and, and, and different needs that they have. So that's kind of my, right. um, my approach. So like I'm I'm project manager and so like in project management you have to identify stakeholders in, in as a, as a merchant you've got to identify customers with with package AI you're you're kind of in the middle like cuz your customer isn't the end it's not the, it's not the consumer it's it's that middle piece right and so specifically when addressing that customer and addressing that retailer as to maybe getting, getting uh, product to stores, maybe getting product to, from those stores to, uh, to the end consumer. Um, where do you see AI fitting into that? Yeah. So, so basically we, we are a B2B2C platform. So basically our uh, platform sort of 
uh, sits in the middle between the retailer uh, and the operations you know that they manage uh, or that is managed on their behalf sometimes by uh, 3PLs um, and the consumer and their and their customers which are the consumers uh, so the the software basically both manages the logistics and also uh, you know talks to uh, customers and interacts with with the consumers basically their customers uh, to coordinate the delivery uh, and and create this kind of engagement um, platform basically right. uh, that again uses the delivery as a an, as a an opportunity to engage to form a, a relationship uh, in a very personalized way without you know uh, needing uh, tens of thousands of uh, human agents basically to to do that um, and that's so so that's kind of you know where we sit. So kind of kind of in the middle between. So our customers are the retailers, and we interface uh, with their customers on their behalf, essentially. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, like a couple of years ago, something happened where everybody was concerned about e-commerce real fast. Everybody got comfortable with delivery real fast. I forget what happened exactly, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. uh, but but customer service shifted from a personal view and a personal uh, relationship to the the one-off i'm calling customer service i'm reaching out to customer service via via chat and things like that and and it became mm-hmm. that kind of evolved the customer experience your customer experience right. used to be all about merchandising and planograms and everything else like that and it moved to being able to address questions as quickly as possible and and get things done as quickly as possible and so um so how do you merge those two? Because we talked about last mile logistics. We've talked about, you know, like the the kind of custom AI. How are you merging that customer experience with yeah, with what you're doing with AI? Yeah, so I think you're right. I, I think there is a shift towards, you know, experiences. Uh, and there are, I think it's like, uh, you know, very high numbers, like 90% of consumers basically say it's the experience now is as important as the product. This is also part of the, you know, the Gen Z, you know, I'm a bit older, but, uh, you know. I, I don't know what it. you're talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm a spring <laughs> chicken, so it's all right. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's a <laughs> uh, um, but But experience, you know, matters a lot. And, and I think um, there is sort of a, trade-off between logistical excellence and, you know, uh, reduced costs uh, and efficiency and uh, sort of customer experience. And I think, uh, th- I would say traditionally, in the, especially in these verticals, you know, for the home furnishing, um, you know, they've always, they've always invested uh, in delivery fleets, typically kind of controlled by them, so this is not a new concept for uh, for these companies. Even as e-commerce is evolving and they're moving more and more to e-commerce, sort of from brick and mortar, but they've always the post-purchase experience has always been for them uh, something that they invested in, and, and, and it, because again, you know, sure. when you buy a large sofa, you typically don't carry it out you, yourself; it, it gets delivered. So I don't I don't think this is new to them. Yeah. I think the the concept that is new uh, is that. Uh, you know, before before Package AI comes in, uh, you know, merging the logistics and customer engagement into a single solution, a single software solution, uh, typically there were kind of two silos, right? You have kind of the logistics management software 
where uh, it's all about, again, the efficiency and lending, like they call it lending product, right? It's like, you know, uh, making sure there's somebody home, getting into your home and, you know, placing the, the, the product there. Um, and that's more the logistics sort of goal. And then you have different solutions that are more uh, customer communications platforms, yeah, that allow you to chat and connect you to a human and, and, and attempt to get answers very quickly. Right. Um, but as long as these systems are siloed and, and separated, always there's always kind of the chance and uh, you know where you where the consumer sort of falls in the middle, right? Like the okay, you can get a hold of somebody quickly, but they don't know the answer, you know, quickly enough. Uh, and there's a lot of you know micro stress, as as we were talking in the in the beginning. There's a lot of micro stress around these deliveries, especially you know for kind of big and bulky, expensive items, right? That sort of your your you know you need to be home. And if okay, sure. I'm ten minutes late. Is the driver still going to be there? Is he going to wait for me? Like I call it micro stress, right? It's not oh my god, but it's uh, like we we it's feel not the end of the world, it, but it, it builds happens. up, yeah. Yeah. It builds up and it's like, it's not fun when, when you feel like powerless, right? Because, you know, you don't need, you, you can't talk to anyone. You have to call an 800 number and wait until somebody responds. You don't know exactly what you're talking about. So what basically the, the, the concept was, okay, let's build a software that is, that has the intelligence of the, of the operational uh, management, but also has the intelligence of the engagement and the, and the communication platform. And if you bring those together and manage it sort of within the same, uh, you know, software system, you can get better answers, uh, quicker answers, immediate answers. Um, you can change the logistics based on the customer uh, needs, which is not, you know, typically, uh, you know, flexibility is not a, a, a hallmark of uh, logistics, uh, you know, operation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But basically, again, as long as you remember that the, the, the goal is the retail, right? It's not the logistics. Logistics sure. is serving the retail. It's not the opposite way around. Uh, I think you, you, we, we've basically created a, a different concept, a different almost um, uh, product category in the market that basically blends these two. And if you think about AI or artificial intelligence, that is not just uh, a communication uh, intelligence to sound like a human, you know, talk like sound like yeah. a human, but actually um, has all the data. Actually be useful. The logistics. Yeah. Actually be useful. Yeah. 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 Actually be useful. Actually which, be useful. Which is what it's yeah. supposed to be at the end of the day. Which so is, yeah, I guess. So so once you're once you're making those integrations, once your your silos are starting to talk to each other, and your uh, your customer service is is getting that that access to that data. Um, and you want to kind of integrate that AI piece, what's the biggest headache that you're coming across when it comes to actually layering this onto maybe the, the existing systems or the existing people that are there? Uh, let me think about uh, how to answer that. I think, so, so part of the headaches is, yeah, you just need to, it's in some cases, you just need to, to change processes of how you did things in the past, right? Uh, suddenly, you have, what happens a lot of the times is that suddenly your customers have a voice, right? This is like the biggest, uh, the biggest change. It's the biggest upside um, for, your, for your consumers because now they, have, they can talk to you, right? Like you, you've opened up a channel of communication that was not 
are really available. So you've given you've given you've given them a voice, which is great. That's like you know, as humans, when we get a voice, we're happy. Like even if uh, not everything works as expected, as long as we uh, we feel that we're being li- being listened to and that we are uh, cared for in a way, right. uh, it it uh, creates it builds the relationship and 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 creates trust. Even again, if 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 not everything goes you know perfectly. Um, so, so that's like the upside, but on the other hand, now you, you're, you're in a position where you have to answer these, a lot of these, uh, you know, these queries, basically these questions that come from customers and like, what, you know, where's the driver? When are they going to be here? Can I move right. the delivery to it to the morning versus the afternoon? Um, so, so I think again, if you, you, you need to have a software in place that, that will, um, help you manage all of these queries in a. Uh, not everything can be automated and not everything should be automated, uh, but at least, you know, manage some of this volume uh, again. So you would need, uh, you know, to double your agent uh, labor force right now. Right. But like, that's not the problem. Right. Uh, so having that, having that human component is still, is still very important. Is is still a, critical, a paramount. Important. Critical. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk, right. About AI, you know, with, with kind of, you know, chat GPT being the, the poster child of, sure. uh, of AI and, and, and you know, be, I talk to CEOs. seeking, yeah, seeking trillions of dollars to make new chips and things like that, that just to keep up with the demand that we're going to be seeing, because that's, uh, yeah. that's where we are right now is, is everybody's thinking about, okay, well, there's this new toy of, of AI and how do we, how do we make it fit into it. Yeah. everything possible, you know? And so, everything possible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so and let me uh, let me ask you kind of a personal question like nobody nobody has the entrepreneurial spirit nobody ha- kind of has just the uh the drive I, I i don't i don't think people are born with that right i think i think that's kind of a learned uh a learned behavior and so when a uh you can disagree with me if you want to that's fine but a uh <laughs> the, the entrepreneurial spirit and taking care of a uh taking care of business, solving problems, that kind of thing, that's got to come through mentorship. And so have you, have you had any mentorship through, throughout your career or, or, or life? Uh, yes, absolutely. And, and I, maybe we can start with the first, uh, with the first statement that you made that, that entrepreneurship <laughs> is not, is not, uh, you, you're not born with it. Uh, I would actually argue that, uh, um, it's very much a personality thing. Uh, I yeah. think um, some people are better, you know, feel better in a in a in a less entrepreneurial, right, like uh, role or environment. Uh, they feel kind of safer. They feel it's like uh, they like to be part of a bigger, you know, bigger machine. Um, and some people are, I think, uh, kind of crave the. The adrenaline, the you know, moving fast. Some people like to make it, it harder on themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, make it harder. It it is. It can be harder. Listen, there there sure. are some corporate jobs that are that are super super hard and very stressful. Like uh, I, I don't think uh, only in startups is it is it uh, very hard. Although I, of course the the level of um, yeah, it can be very stressful at times to to start and sort of uh, grow grow a company. 
uh, also super rewarding if you if you if you manage to do it. Um, but and 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 I think so, so. That's kind of you know just uh, to to touch on on that. I, I think that's there fine. is a personality thing, and and it is uh, it is. For me, I always felt like again. I worked at Microsoft for seven years. I, I, you know, I loved it. It was, it was great. But at some point, it, it kind of, you know, there was something that drove me to go out and 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 you know try to try it on my own sort of thing. Um, uh, so that was sort of a you know an inner inner uh, voice, if you will. Okay. Uh, in terms of mentorship, I, I've had you know great mentors over over the years. Um, I think it's important to take, in my sense is it's really important to take uh, ownership as as the mentee, take ownership of of these relationships and what you can get out of it. Not not get out of it in a bad way, you know, in a manipulative way, but in a sure. you know recognize what you can learn from uh, different people, and different people can teach you different things and different stages in life. Um, and and I feel like that is the the responsibility uh, of the mentee to really, uh, or each of each of us to at you know whatever stage we are in life to find who we can learn from, what do we need to learn, what is most important for us to learn, and how do we get there? Uh, and I've you know uh, I have mentors today in in areas you know okay I'm the CEO and co-founder. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice position to be in. I, 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 I I'm not going to lie. <laughs> nice, yeah. I've worked, uh, <laughs> we, we've worked hard to get here, you know, my co-founder, uh, and I, um, and it's great. Uh, but there's a lot of that I don't know, uh, in many areas that I'm also responsible for, like sales and marketing, things that I haven't done. Like I, I don't have professional experience. Um, and I find, and, and I, I made it a point to, to find the people that I can learn from that I can basically be mentored by um, to get to, to a better place. Um, and I think it's super, super important. And it's so also where, very- where are you finding those people? Where are you finding, where'd you find your, your most notable mentor? Or did, he, or did they find you? Yeah, good question. Uh, it was mostly, and again, I would say I have different mentors for different areas in, sure. in you know, professional areas. Uh, and sometimes also in my personal life, um, you know, people that I can, uh, you know, share with and and get uh, insight. Um, that is very that is sometimes hard, right, for us to kind of see for ourselves in in the first. Uh, uh, oh sure. In the, I mean, in my, the, in the first part. My two kids are my mentors constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mentors and tormentors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have three, so that's clear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, um, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But, so, uh, but yeah, I, I find it. I think you know to answer the question, it's really about um, a bit of uh, fate sometimes. Like you know, introductions here and there. You like as long as you know what what it is that you're kind of. Feel that you know that that you need to learn, and that where you yeah. where you are really lacking something. I, I feel like that's um, as long as you open for it, you you probably will find the the right people that you can lean on. Basically. Makes sense. Makes sense. You have to recognize what you're what you're needing before you before it comes into your life. I guess. Yeah. In a way. 
That makes sense. Makes sense. So my last question, I like to ask this to everybody that I talk to is if you had a career advice, if you were just starting out on your journey, if you were applying to Microsoft, if you were finishing your MBA, whatever it may be, just starting out on your journey, what advice would you give that person? I would say, um, don't be afraid. Like, don't, don't underestimate yourself. Okay, you're not going to be perfect, and 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 there's a lot sort of a lot of smart people out there. Yeah. But uh, just don't be afraid. Like, believe in yourself. Uh, you know, have understand, reflect, like self-reflect, and understand what you want. Yeah. And then just work hard to get it, and and it's going to take work. You're going to fail sometimes. You're going to succeed in other times. Um, you know, failure is so. so I, I would say, don't be afraid is the first one, and then failure is the best teacher like you learn so much from failure don't be afraid of it um like embrace it okay it's not fun to fail don't fail on yeah. purpose but everybody uh, everybody's going to learn yeah. everybody's going to and, and there's so much to be learned a lot of times much more than you can learn from failure than you can from uh from success and you know i've i feel like the best learning experience that i've had uh were from uh, both uh, companies that I was at that didn't, you know, they didn't succeed and, and that I kind of took away some of the learnings into kind of the next chapter. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I feel like failure is, is a great teacher if you can, if you can embrace it. Oof. That's, that's a good one. That is, that is good stuff. And so Ziv, I can't thank you enough for being here on the retail corner. Uh, if anybody's listening and uh, we'll have all of package AI's uh, information, and everything else below, they are experts in linking those two, uh, those two vital pieces of that last mile together. And so Ziv, thank you very much for, uh, for being our guest today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.